Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. When words fail, music speaks. Interview. Our next guest has been on the small screen and on the big screen. He has been on Saturday Night Live and been on one movie called The Heart Final Pulse. He has produced one music album and th- thus far, and we are interviewing him today to find out about that album and his love for music. Ladies and gentlemen, Luke Knoll. Times he's tried to connect with me. I don't want to connect with you, Keith. Do you expect me to believe that you're actually into the same things as me? I know you don't like Gundam Wing. You don't watch Gundam Wing. It's an anime show that you don't really know. But my mom. What's up, buddy? Thank you for having me. What up? Yeah. Uh, okay. Just, just, just to be totally clear, my IMDb does say I did some random movie that was apparently another guy named oh, Luke Knoll who no, should have got okay. that cred. Yeah. I know. I mean, you're not hurting my feelings. Okay. I've definitely taken credit for whatever movie that yeah. is multiple times, and I'm gonna continue to. So yes, I was in that. But no, my entire uh, thing is SNL and stand up, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. No, because it, it was so. It was so. Um. Uh, I, I thought it was so legit because I had your profile picture. I'm like, all right, that's right. my man. That's Luke, you know. And I'm like, okay, well, I I, I love this in the, in the introduction. I'm like, okay, well, this is gonna, you know. But yeah, I um. So 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 you had ne- never did a movie thus far. Uh, I mean, student stuff and yeah, but not really. No, okay. I, yeah. yeah, no, but I, I do love that. That's my, those are my two credits on IMDb is SNL and some random movie <laughs> called <laughs> the final pulse. That's it. Right? Like, All right. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my apologies, you know, but then again, I'm sure Luke Knoll kills it in that. Yes. I'm sure he does. Too. Well, I gotta watch it. I gotta watch that movie now and just find out who this other Luke Knoll is, you know? I know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I um, assume he plays just like a murderer or something. Right. Uh, so um, I met you on the Indie Pods United um, uh, Summit, uh, I, I think it was last week. And I got yeah. to tell you, man, uh, your stand up was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Because honestly, honestly, uh, that has been my first ever comedy show. Honestly. Well, then that's why I'm your favorite. Yeah. Uh, but th- no, thank you for yeah. saying so. It's yeah. way too nice. Seriously. Yeah, because. Yeah, um, I've never been to a comedy show. I'm like, I always want to go to a comedy show. And and I don't want to think that this, um, well, this COVID has, has done more for me than anything else. Because being at home, you tend to want to uh, do things online. And, you know, lo and behold, I got to see your show. So yeah, it's awesome. it was a lot of fun. You know, with Zoom shows, it's always a roll of the dice on whether or not it's 
a bummer or a huge bummer and it right. ended up being really fun so right. uh yeah everyone was really down and especially to hear my weird songs about my butt and stuff so uh, and i'll take it always, i'll take, the, take it as a win yeah man that they're they're good they're good song. they're they're amazing something funny too um so has has this COVID uh brought you more work now and than ever before or did you see like a like a slightly like a dip you know Oh, a, a steep off a cliff oh, oh, de- no. death of comedy oh, for a no. minute there. Uh, yeah, I okay. mean, yeah, I mean, I spend a lot of my time touring around and doing like college gigs and cl- comedy club gigs and, and doing things or, you know, traveling around the country as much as I can uh, doing stand-up stuff and a lot in, in Los Angeles too, where I live. Right. And yeah, I mean, COVID definitely handcuff that to a radiator um so it's been a lot of you know learning to adapt got the mic got the freaking pop filter i'm not doing it right it shouldn't be bent like that right but well, I mean, i'll tell you what we're, we're doing our best out here and uh no but definitely a lot of it, it's been hard for a lot of stand-ups and i'm not alone in that but yeah. yeah it's it has been a nice opportunity to try to refocus and uh learn some other things like recording stuff and uh, yeah i'm because i'm definitely not not great at demoing my own tracks and stuff so it's been just trying to learn to edit and yeah yeah, it's been cool trying all the fun stuff um so as you were growing up what did you always grow up in in a house full of music or did you find music on your own you know my parents both definitely love what they like right but uh as far as like as far as like me playing the guitar and stuff, I was pretty much alone in my family being a musician, but my parents definitely do love music. They did. Yeah. So we had the hi-fi going and upstairs a a lot. We had the, you know, they had their record player and stuff. So that was always nice growing up. Uh, Cranking out the Steely Dan. There you go. Oh, that, that, that was my next question. What, what kind of um, music genre did they introduce you to? Cause there's so many good stuff out there, you know? A lot of good stuff. My dad, it was always more like into like Steely Dan, Grand Funk Railroad, uh, Zeppelin. Um, and my mom was more like Holland Oats. Uh, yeah. Carpenter. Holland Oats is yeah. a great one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, my mom, m- my dad like stopped listening to any music after like 1980. But my mom was definitely like, she, she kept try to keep current she tried to listen to what was you know right what was coming out so yeah but um definitely my dad was more into you know classic rock stuff and man i think my dad is almost exactly like your dad because um uh, my dad really loves credence clear water revival you know oh yeah we, we're blaring the ccr too yeah, oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. and, yeah and that's one of my main main bands that i go to now um so that's a that's a wild one because they were only a band for like what three four years or something, something and they like just it, yeah. and uh, every song Fogarty wrote was a hit. Yeah. Every single one is a hit. It's yeah, like, um, okay. I think that I I think the two brothers had to fall out because because his brother Tom was the other guitarist, and I think they had right. a real big fallout or something. It's it's weird, you know. But I think John still still does his um uh, solo act, you know, still to this day. Oh yeah. So that's, that's yeah. Awesome. He cranks out the jams. Yeah. Cool, cool voice too. Oh yeah. Really yeah, great. One voice. of the best voices rock, rock, rock and roll. Um, with all these great genres you have out there, uh, what made, what inspired you to take the, um, uh, comedy, um, musician route? So 
I feel like I, as far as doing comedy music goes, my first and truest love is, is comedy, right? My, right. So I definitely love doing comedy and I, I had done some straight stand up, and I came up doing a lot of improv. I came up in Chicago uh, in the comedy scene there, um, doing a lot of doing a lot of improv and sketch and a little bit of stand up. And then I started to realize, like I, you know, when I was like uh, even like in high school and doing plays and stuff, like I was always cast as if there was ever a guitar guy, you know, I was always the guitar guy. And I was <laughs> right. in Greece. I was the guitar guy. You know what I mean? Like anytime that there was a guitar thing and I would always mess around and, and make up goof songs um, backstage and stuff with, with friends of mine when I was growing up. And I started to realize I'm like, Oh, that's like one of the few things I'm good at so right. i was like and it, and it did to kind of take me rediscovering that into my time in chicago being like no one's really doing it this thing exactly with the way i kind of want to do it because i really spend a lot of time and energy trying to make my stupid song about my butt or whatever it is right a good song i hope like if you don't speak english and you had no idea the comedy of it if you just turned it on and you heard one of my songs you'd be like you know what pretty good tune like i want there to be a good song underneath the the comedies and that's something that i don't think um every uh you know musical stand-up necessarily gives that much of a crap about is right. you know whether or not it's like a catchy tune and i do i i yeah yeah um now i so are there any other instruments that you played before the guitar because because i've spoken to a lot of musicians in the past and they are always told me back in high school um you know and you know in their music class um they were they were the last ones to pick instruments that they don't play over they did they didn't want to play and that got them more into you know their music career um so uh did you have the same experience or did you just pick up the guitar for us to play all right here we go i was definitely like a choir kid i was definitely like in choir more so my uh and i had friends that played guitar and were in bands and stuff um when i was like in high school but i feel like uh, I learned how to play acoustic guitar more to supplement my singing. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I'd been playing for a while that I was like, okay, I, you know, I started to pick up, you know, bass and on electric, uh, ukulele. I've learned how to play the banjo a little bit. Um, but definitely the uke and the bass are I, I ones I would say I'm proficient in and can, keep up with but uh, i've been trying to learn piano in quarantine and woof yeah right it's it's a different monster entirely yeah. yeah it's it's great though it's fun and but i'm so so bad so so bad <laughs> uh, um a lot of musicians are, are inspired by other people who also inspired them um was there someone um out there that inspired you to do your um comedy music route yeah, there's a lot. Um, I I mean, I like a lot of comedy music and in all shapes and sizes. And uh, but definitely, when I was a kid, loved Stephen Lynch and Tenacious D were yeah. two uh, that I would say fall underneath the category of funny and a good song. You right. know what I mean? Like the the D they, that that yeah. first Tenacious D album. The the songs that are on it are good songs. Yeah. Like. They are good songs. So definitely that I like 
I like um, Fly the Concords, Bo Burnham, Garfunkel and Oates. And those three, I think would, f- oh, maybe not. I wouldn't say um, Fly the Concords. I think they legit are like excellent musicians and make great standalone, standalone songs too. Right. But I think like uh, Bo Burnham or a Garfunkel and Oates <laughs> or something like that is they're, they Those guys are more on the um, side of like making sure it's just packed with a thousand great jokes and the music is like, it's fine, it's good. It is good and they have catchy songs, but it's more about the jokes, it you know, yeah, than the music, right. and that's totally fine. And you know, sometimes I I I go down that road a little more too. But yeah, I mean, I love it all. Like Reggie Watts is great. Reggie Watts know, is good. Any, any yeah. comedy music, right? Yeah. Tim Minchin is another one that I don't think gets enough love. He's awesome. I'll have Australian look, guy. I'll have to look him up because I never heard of him before. So it's he's like, excellent. He's yeah. he's an Australian pianist and he uh, is very very smart. Very you know, yeah, great great like orchestral pieces. Like he's done some really cool stuff. Right. Yeah. The um, like full band. Yeah. The first time I've ever heard of the the genre of of comedy music was um, with of course you got to throw in Adam Sandler. With the Hanukkah oh, yeah. song, and I remember watching that on MTV. Yes, I'm old. I'm almost 41. So, uh, yeah. So Adam Sandler really, really, I, I guess, brought it into the light that you can make comedy and music at the same time, and people will love it. Yeah, he he rocks. I know when I was coming up and like auditioning for SNL, and during my time there, I would get asked because I auditioned with my guitar. Right. Um, people would ask me if I was if Adam Sandler and I would, I love Adam Sandler and I love all those songs, but I, yeah, he, he, he wasn't my guy, my go-to guy, but I do love all those songs. So I I should just start lying and saying he's one of my go-to guys. Have, uh, have, have you ever worked with him? Uh, Like any capacity? Never, never got to meet him while I was there. No, I think he was there like the year after I was only there for the one season, but uh, yeah, but I did get, yeah, got to meet plenty of other people, but definitely, definitely not him. He's, one of the goats, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, big time. Big time. All right. So let's talk about your your album. Um, your first album released last year in twenty nineteen. I want to say two thousand nine, but it's not. It's twenty nineteen. Uh, was uh, was this an album years in the making since you've been playing guitar, or or did you uh, know that you wanted to do one for some time? You know, it was. Um, something that I w- knew I wanted to do for some time, but I wanted to have uh, enough comedy songs on it that I was proud of that. Um, and the way I put it together, you learn a lot putting together your first album. Cause it's a, it's a live comedy album. I'm yeah. performing live comedy music in Chicago. And right. um, it was a great learning experience too, because it was right after I had, um, gotten fired from SNL. So like the first probably 15 minutes of the album are a lot of SNL stories or songs that I pitched and that didn't make it to air or things like that. Right. And then the back, the back nine is, uh, you know, mostly older songs, older than new. I mean, there was a mix of, but a lot of like songs that I kind of trimmed the fat off of and songs that I, decided um you know i for a long time i i had to record in some capacity so but once you do it once i once i went through the process of editing the album and all this stuff and working with the record label and all that stuff i was like oh i would do this 
much differently if I yeah. did this again. Like it makes you hungry to do a second one. And right. then 2020 had other plans to be able yeah. to record. Well, yeah, live that's, albums, that, that, that's the curse of the COVID, <laughs> you know. Um, since, you mentioned, since you mentioned that this was a live album, um, what made you want to do a live album as as opposed to do one in the studio? Or or did you so, record it at a live time and brought it to the studio and thought, okay, well, you can mix it, you know? So they definitely did a little mixing on it, but it was recorded live. It was, you know, edited between different live shows together. Um, at the end of the day, it's a comedy album. It is a stand-up album. So right, right. it would be the same thing as like <clears throat> listening to a stand-up album in a, you know, studio version of it. it you, you need that, that response. You yes. need the people laughing. I, I've definitely recorded versions of some of my songs full band and you know studio version but it just always comes away missing something, something and it's extra. missing it the laughs you gotta yeah. have the p and to me that's something that I, is really important to my to, to my music i think is, is you gotta have a, the human response of like it's it's goofy yeah. otherwise it comes across like i'm trying to do something that i'm not right yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I think that this um, um, COVID has taken away a lot of um, comedians doing their shows because of, you know, because I've heard a lot of comedians I've said that they need a reaction because that's what comedy is. You know, you expect reaction from the from the crowd and in turn, you give it right back to them, you know. Sure, yeah. They say a musician plays their instrument and a comedian plays the crowd. That's yes, what they I don't know who said that. Uh, well, you, well, you just did. <laughs> so we can name it a Jew. Um I know on your song uh, last last request, um, most of your songs have been pitches to the company that you worked before. Um, were some of the songs you wanted to release on this album um, from the material you already had, which which I know you, you just said back nine was, but I just wanted you to really go in in detail and tell us uh, like like how did you think about those? Decide to you know what I'm going to think about what I'm going to write, you know. And everything yeah i definitely wanted to release some of some of the like i would say probably the last you know <clears throat> two-thirds of the album were songs that i had written during my time in chicago and i had plenty more that i ended up cutting or they didn't <clears throat> do as well or they didn't you know th things that i didn't think necessarily fit the flow of the show but that's something i definitely learned is that album is a little dissonant in terms of the flow of a stand-up show it's very like all over the place right. um i know one of the things when i uh was talking about with the record company so it, they record comedy albums and a lot of the ways they make their money is um <clears throat> having like xm radio plays on like the comedy stations mm. and they told me very explicitly they're like comedy radio stations don't really play comedy music ever and I was right. like, cool. And so they're like, we would really like it if you did have some straight stand-up bits yeah. in there that weren't musical that we could chop up and have be the clips that we send to the radio station. So I actually spent a lot of the lead up, like the probably three or four months before I recorded working on my hour, but also working on the non-musical things <laughs> in it. So. Right. To, yeah, to me, it's stories. Those are the things that I, uh, you know, 
like I love like Mike Birbiglia. If you've ever seen Mike Birbiglia, he's great. He's a big storyteller. His stories are really funny and they're true. And I kind of went off that model a little bit where I tell some stories to break up the songs. Um, yeah. And, and so some of the songs that I, yeah, ended up putting on there were ones that I had definitely practiced and performed a lot in Chicago doing stand up there. So, right. and those ones made a lot of those ones made it on turpentine wine and bleach is a, is a, a, a my Chicago hit. Yeah. Baby. Gotta go. Not go. Really, <laughs> Gotta always have that one hit, you know? Um, so what's next for you? Are you, are, are you working on a new album for possible 2021 or 2022? Definitely. I, like I said, like once I went through it once, I realized what I would do differently. And I think what I would, what I wanted to focus on was having more of a um, legato flowing like theme. I wanted to have one song's theme naturally lead into the next. So they weren't so dissonant and in different topics i wanted to kind of right. have you know a waterfall like any good stand-up album should oh yeah um and so i definitely was starting to write things that kind of had that natural progression of oh this inspires this inspires this inspires this but 2020 obviously other plans for recording a live album could have recorded mm. some studio stuff and i have but right I, i'm waiting until i can record it all in one go but i do feel like in that way 2020 has been good to kind of let me get my ducks in a row and write some stuff that i think is smarter and takes a step away from all all the button wiener songs so my my button wiener song still represented but it's a smaller slice of the pie well uh, i mean you got you got to add a button wiener song at least one time you know i mean Cause that's where oh, the, there are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Yeah, uh, you, you saw my devil song, right? You, yeah. I think I performed that. that yeah. That's a, that's a new song. Yeah, so I was like, that's got to go in there. I yeah, mean, come on. Why not, right? So dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what well, the song that I really, really liked is your um, your I think it's your stepdad's dad. That was oh, yep, hilarious. that one's pretty into him. Yeah, that was hilarious yeah. for me. So, um, I got two more questions for you, sir. Um, before Shoot. we let you go, um. Other than uh, other than comedy music, what other genre of music do you really, really like? Because I know there's like a plethora of of like music. As you see on my wall, I listen to all kinds of music. Um, is there any? I'm kind of like that. Okay, I'm, I would say I'm pretty eclectic as far as, and I do think that the age of Spotify, love it. Yeah, subscribe to it for many, many a year at this point. Um, better part of a decade, I'm sure. I think it's changed how we, uh, you know, find music and listen to it that it seems like now, unless I was like diving into a band's album almost before Spotify, like there's bands that I definitely like when they release something new, I eat up the whole album, but it seems like a lot of the stuff that I find, you know, I throw it onto a year long playlist. So every year I have like, a, a massive <laughs> year long thing that I just throw stuff into. Right. And it, it, to me, it ends up being like a single here, a single that, you know, it's in bands, especially newer bands. That's how they release it now. Like, yeah. I don't know if I can curse. Sorry. Oh, that's but, right. Um, that's right. You're good. Uh, that they're, they're not really a lot of bands that I like are not releasing full albums at a time. It's like at best an EP, but mostly like just a bunch of piecemeal singles. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like that. It keeps you kind of, but I do kind of miss sometimes chewing through 
full albums, you know, a little bit. Yeah, because um, I I would tell you that that I do have Spotify and Apple Music, and and most of my playlists are like, like they go from one one genre to the opposite end, you know. Because one right. time I, I I would be listening to like a full blown country music, you know, where's my dog and my little girl left me, and then the right. next and then the next song it goes straight straight into Ice T's Ninety Nine Problems. It's like right. you know, it's like I I have that kind of range. It's like you know, full blown anything or or nothing, you know. And I just that, feel, that's how it is too. In my like year long playlist, I'll see like, all right, I got yeah, I got everything I got, covered. Went went real hard into the Strokes in in October, so right, apparently yeah. I'm just going yeah. hard on the Strokes. Yeah, but I, I definitely would say if you were gonna put me in a box, I I I'd definitely go for the indie stuff. Or indie, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, because that's what most people. I, honestly, I I hate to say this, but but most people overlook indie stuff. You know, they go straight to pop music. Um, a little bit of metal music, which is odd, because I'm because metal music is so great, you know, rock and roll. Sure. They they tend to want to go to pop more because that's that's what sells, and a lot of indie, indie um groups are so good that they 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 they, they don't get the recognition that they should, you know. I think that that's probably true, and I definitely have a, a poppy sensibility. Certainly, when I write songs too, yeah. I try. They're they're a little poppy, but um, yeah, I mean, I. I still just uh, try to hold up musicianship to above a lot of things. Like I think it's, I think it's uh, easy to get lost in the mix with a lot of stuff that gets cranked out now yeah. that yeah, I, I still like somebody who's shredding on a guitar. I still yeah. like somebody who can play piano really well. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, stuff like that. I still, I'm a sucker for it all. I think I always will be rather than the, like, not that I can't appreciate overproduced stuff which i also like but right yeah the, my favorite stuff tends to be actually like bands playing real instruments yeah i just thought of what more, more questions so i do have again two more questions for you um here at when wordsville it's it's mostly um you know th th this is for people who are going through some, some tough times with life you know either depression or mental illness and we we like to um uh, like to take their mind away from all of their troubles as you know as an hour or two or however long our podcast is uh now there are some songs that move me in ways that i cannot explain right sure um th that's when words sell music right so is there one or two songs that moved you in, in in ways that you can't explain to me like because to me when i hear that eric church's song talladega i didn't want to cry just a little bit you know and that means so much to me because it brings brings back a me a memories of, of um of good times, you know. I mean, you know, and and it reminds me of my friend Becca. So, it, it, oh is, yeah. Is there any songs to you that really really speak to you in ways that you can't? Uh yeah, I mean, there's a bunch, man. It's hard. Yeah, uh, I know, right? I think a lot of the yeah. songs, I think a lot of the songs that I would probably put in that category are ones that remind me of. Um, my fiance, I'm good. I got engaged right before quarantine. Right. Um, <laughs> brag about the ring. I don't have a ring. Not, she's not giving me a ring. Oh no. Um, did, but did, no, did I you give her a ring? Her, just waiting to get one back. We'll see eventually someday. Uh, but I would say like, uh, I think a song that I always, always makes me think of her is the song where the night goes by Josh Ritter. That's a good one. Okay. That's the song of, of ours that we really like together that, right. Uh, it just yeah, just reminds me of her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a big that's a big one. That would be my example of of one that I just cool. Cool. I love. Yeah. 
Uh, last question is, I know we talked about a lot of music today, uh, so I'm always looking for a lot, a lot of new music that I never heard of before. And you gave me some great, uh, great um, comedy artists to look to. Um, besides comedy, uh, comedy musicians, um, what are some, uh, what are you listening to? I've been uh, listening to a band that I really like that. I've been listening to for a while, and they're a Minnesota band. They're from Minneapolis, I believe. They're uh, called Vansire. They rock uh, kind of almost like good bass-driven stuff, but almost like a chill, wavy, uh, you know. They, they just got some – they got some bops, but they also have some cool, like, soundscape stuffs too. Yeah. Uh, I love them. They just put out an EP, and I uh, support them and blast them out as much as I can. Um, so shout-out to Vansire. Nice. Those, that's my pick. They're my they're my pick right now your, that I've been. They're your bumping. go-to band, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm loving it. And yeah. smart, smart lyrics too. I oh, appreciate man. good lyricism. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And so it, it, it always feels good to have a good story, you know, to to pop your head to, you know. So, exactly. Yeah. So where can everybody find you? Are are you on any platforms? All platforms. You know, as far as my my music and stuff is all on all the streaming stuff, Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, all the fun stuff, iTunes. Um, uh, as far as just me sh- cranking out my goofs, hit me up on good old Instagram and Twitter, and I'm and it's bad man, but I'm starting to do TikTok, and it is oh, fun. See, I'm it wondering if fun. that actually works, you know, because I've heard a lot of great things about it. I've heard a lot of bad things. I so go down a rabbit hole. Like my feed is like yeah. toxic. <laughs> like it's bad. Cause I only like stuff that like is made by people who are out of their mind. So yeah. I'm like, you that's, know what I mean? Like, I don't like anything that I, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Cool. But I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on and, um, and being so, um, so nice. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, James. Yes, and sir. for the kind words. You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.